This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Realty. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Realty can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlrealty.com. Dungeon Crawlers. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers where we have D.W. Dalton here to talk about two really amazing things. The first being his in the box role playing game called The Lone Wilderlands, and which has some really cool artwork, which I loved because. It involves Legos and a book, but we'll talk about the book a little bit later. Um, but first, let's talk about the game. So where did the idea for the game come from, and what is Lone Wilderlands? The idea came from a lack of a good gaming group, Okay. an excessive amount of personal introversion, okay. and an overactive imagination, and the result being that I put together a role-playing game that you don't need a game master, so you can play all by yourself, uh-huh. or you can get together a group of people and nobody has to be the game master. I also designed it to work well with other existing role-playing game systems, mm-hmm. so you can bring your characters from your other world in, Nice. and the cards and the dice do the game master work for you. Nice. So... Why did you come up with the concept to get rid of the Game Master? I mean, in most role-playing games, that's the critical piece. You know, they're there to narrate the story and to tell the plot and what's going on, and you've kind of yanked that out. So why did you do that, and how did you replace that mechanic? reason for it is uh, the game group that I tried to work with, (laughs) it wasn't people I typically would hang out with. It It just didn't fit but i really wanted to play anyway yeah and uh, another time we were all set to play and this was with a group that would have been fun and he forgot to get all of his stuff out of his room before his mom shampooed the carpet oh no and so he said we're we're out of luck man there's no way i'm walking across that carpet and i said i'll do it your mom won't get mad at me and he said yeah right but still you'll be walking on the carpet i'll be dealing with the fallout from that for a long time so unless you have dro elf powers man <laughs> there's no treasure type D today oh so man we're out of luck so it was just that that desire to relive essentially what tolkien created without the inhibitions of real life logistics <laughs> getting in the way yeah no, um, I have never experienced that particular issue where I can't go across the, the carpet because of shampooing, but I'm <laughs> sure that was a major roadblock uh, in, in your gaming experience. So well, You can see how traumatic that was for me because I remember it in such detail all these years later, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Trauma. Mean, it's, it's still, it still exists. So how do you replace the mechanic then of not having the GM uh, while running this game? Minecraft was a little bit of an inspiration. Okay. I My kids were interested, so I checked it out, and then I got hooked, and I'm a bigger Minecraft geek than they are. But watching the world kind of parse together when you first get on there, and uh, I thought, well, that's just random computer code. I can simplify that into cards and, and die rolls. Okay. So it will create the whole gaming world. And then as part of that, there's... Uh, you know, going back to my attempts in middle school to make video games on the Apple IIe and subroutines and random number generators and things, yeah. having a separate set of cards for different 
different situations. So there is uh, an engine that creates different adventure areas, caverns, ruins, abandoned castles, angry groups of monsters, that sort of thing. Nice. And then in uh, cities, towns, and there's a little uh, kind of a plot generation component to it also. So through the use of cards and die rolls, you can pretty much create any adventure scheme, any world scheme, monster encounters, or anything like that. Yeah. So you don't need the books that weigh hundreds of pounds lugging on your shoulder. You just have a box with a single die within it, and you're good to go. Yeah. And it can be played anywhere, which is fantastic. Um, I recently went on a uh, church encounter, a youth encounter. camp uh with some of the youth in our in our church and i took it with me and you know they're like oh we're gonna role play because i i always do that and i just i didn't want to lug the books this time and so I, I grabbed your game and threw it out there and we had a game within minutes and that they thought it was tons of fun um so it is it's really easy i mean it's something you could run you know like at a family reunion and you don't have to bring everything Haha, uh, mission accomplished. Yes, so very, uh, it's great. Um, I, because uh, that's the one thing that's always plagued me, uh, you know, while GMing and playing in the past is my shoulder always hurts by the end of the night because of how many <laughs> books I'm having to lug back and forth. Because um, I'm sure there are many people out there just like me, but I hate books, digital books. Um, I like to have the book where I can flip the pages and find it. So being able to simplify it on cards, I still have that tactile, real-life feel, and it's lighter than lugging around all those books. So that's awesome. One thing about Minecraft I liked that I don't have the skills to take advantage of, but they kept it open source, so you can tweak it Uh as needed. So this has that option also. Make your own cards, throw them into the stack. Nice. Have them randomly come up. Cool. So... As this progresses and people get to know more about it, will there ever be, say, um, expansions? Different I had one like player, I refer to him as Playtester Prime, one of my sons, okay. who was bugging me to play it all the time. He said, Dad, I need cheat codes for Lone Wilderlands. Cheat codes? Cheat codes. <laughs> so I got thinking about that, and it sounded like a really fun idea, but rather than cheat codes, I created a bunch of documents, maps, stuff that would be found as if it was in the gaming world, written by a character in the gaming world, and they've collected this little booklet of wisdom to pass on, and so it it creates some ideas for more adventures, more advanced magic and Mm -hmm. equipment. Nice. There are... uh, couple other expansions that I'm, I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to create a game where you have to have the expansions to play. Yeah. That bugs me. So the one box, the free downloads for some information that doesn't fit in the box, that's all you need. Okay. And everything else is just Icing on gravy. the cake. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I like that. Um, I Like you, that kind of bugs me. You know, um, that's why I don't play Magic the Gathering anymore. You know, my, my kids especially my one son, loves the game. He's always begging me to play. I'm like, I got my original set from way back when. I don't want to 
hey, if you don't mind playing against that. And he's like, no, we got to play these. I'm like, no, I don't even know what those are. <laughs> and I hate every three, six months there's a new set out. Yeah. I, I want to play with the original game. I don't need to know mm. all these additional powers. And mm. I want it simple. So the fact that you're keeping it simple is awesome. And, you know, expansions are just, if you want them, that's great. So um, where can they find the game? Easiest way is on thegamecrafter.com. Okay. It's a print-on-demand gaming company. They produce board games, card games, a lot of great things. Uh, shipping, when I've ordered from them, it's about a week, 10 days. Okay. They're really great to work with. If anybody's interested in looking into creating games, it's fantastic. It doesn't cost any money to use their system to create the game, create it, and you just purchase it when they print one and send it to you and there's no minimum number that you have to print okay and they did not pay me to give you that plug either no <laughs> but there it is so is there what other games have you d designed or is this the first game you've ever designed uh this is the f first one okay um i take that back one christmas vacation my brother and i decided that checkers was not too as cool. boring okay it needed some some ramping up so instead of just being kinged once you could get kinged as many times and we made up rules for every time oh that you wow get kinged. Nice. and it got completely out of hand and was delightful so that was th that was the beginning of this yeah. this game of obs creating obsession yeah. but don't ask fine. me what the rules are because i don't remember that's okay anymore. that's okay so not only that not only you designed this really cool game but you're also your first book's coming out um yes. no sorry my, i gotta grab my notes because I forgot the name of it. No, Space Boots. So, Space and it's Boots. coming out in May of 2020, which is just a really cool date in itself. Because um, it sounds science fiction. It sounds like it's in the future, even though it's next year, which is just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. So, I know it's super far out there, but still, what is Space Boots? Because there's so many ways I could think of this story going. The main character, Leo Jones, wants to be a surgeon. And the day he's taking his exams to get into the medical high school, a terrorist bomb threat happens. They clear the school out, and it gets blown up along with all the servers and the data. And so it shows that he voluntarily backed out of the test, and he is out of luck. So he's depressed, but he has a family member that picks him up, dusts him off, says, look, you, you don't have to give up on your dreams. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, he's a janitor on a U.S. Navy starship cleaning toilets to earn money because he still wants to be a surgeon, even though all the scholarship opportunities are out the airlock. So at the same time, there is a female character, Hafnia, and since she was little, she has wanted to be in charge. Great musician on the violin. And as she gets older, she realizes that what she wants is to get cybernetic implants so that she can get into the training program she wants. She ends up in the Naval Academy and then an officer on a Naval starship, not Leo's. Turns out Leo's captain is a traitor. And so the two ships meet in a Naval battle. There's a big mess of damage and data loss and rescue ships so that everybody's on the same ship now and in the meantime leo inadvertently does to hafnia's career what the terrorists did to his test pro oh no and 
they okay. have to work together and figure it out. In the meantime, the terrorists, I mean, the, uh, the traitors are not gone. Sold. No, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's a great, great story. Um, I love the fact that he becomes a janitor. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, you're, he's just so willing to reach this dream that he will do the crappiest job in the universe, apparently, um, to make sure that happens. And then, yeah, I mean, that's just really cool. Um, I like the plot twist in, in that in there, and I I want to ask so many questions, but if I ask, it's going to give away too much. <laughs> so uh, no, it just sounds like a really cool plot and a great story. Um, so I'm excited uh, to s- when that finally comes out. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to wait almost a year. Yes, but um, my apologies. Soon, no, it's okay. That's great. Um, what I am working on, and hopefully will have this happen is there are a couple of chapters that just made the book too long okay for the publisher but i liked them yeah so i think other people will like them so what i'm uh kicking around the idea is uh for people who pre-order the book or sometime in the near future uh, post another chapter or two nice. that was cut from the book so yeah people can get a you can get in advance. Hit the, the editing floor uh, much like what's happening with Endgame right now, <laughs> where it's coming back into the theaters with additional content. So I don't I did know. Not you know that. You didn't know. Yeah, um, I did not know. Disney that. and Marvel are pushing Endgame back into the theaters with additional scenes that were not in the original theatrical release. I am so sold. So um, unfortunately, I've already seen it twice. I'm going to go yeah, back. Yeah, more people three are going to go back to go see it again. Um, but I mean, that's kind of that same concept. You, you get the book, you really enjoy it. Well, here's a little, here's a little bit more. Um, so I, I like that idea because especially if you loved it, I mean, that's the really hard part when you're going through that editing process. They're like, yeah, this part might yes. need to go bye bye. And you're just like, no, that, that's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. So to be able to release that and people still get that, that's, that's fantastic. I, so, self-published two sci-fi books a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and in in writing it some of the minor characters became very intriguing to yeah. me and i couldn't leave them alone so my next project after that was writing a couple of short stories of the minor characters yeah. and you see some of the the main scenes from the books from a different perspective as they have that brief intersection and i, I finished that up and put that up for sale too and it was a lot of fun nice uh the joys of of writing is yes it's so fun um sometimes in that process characters jump out and you realize there's more to their story than you thought so that's fantastic you're able to do short stories for them um so what got you into writing and creating games because your day job seems vastly different i'm not going to say what it is but just us talking it's vastly different than this i'm a physician assistant i do urgent care stuff mostly runny noses occasional fun lacerations and some fractures once in a while somebody will come into the clinic complaining of chest pain and so we got to get the ambulance there so it's not the exciting emergency department stuff it's just the right amount but with the the writing um i always enjoyed writing short things never really any stories but when i was in graduate school for my teaching certificate i was taking um 
a lot of classes and some of them were awesome and some of them were incredibly boring and my brain just started to make up on all these ideas and it was almost a deal if i write these down will you stop talking so that i can study yeah and we had a truce and then next thing you know there's a book nice the voices in our heads have become people <laughs> i i no, yes. I, I know exactly what you mean um yeah that story just gets locked in there and it keeps cycling and cycling and cycling until you get it down on paper and then it, it quiets down so yeah. yeah so i yeah so that book's coming out there's more projects it coming down the pipeline where can the listeners find you easiest place is shellythebox.turtle.blogspot.com that's just like it's spelled, Shelley is um, not like Mary Shelley with the extra E, just Shelley like the turtle shell, uh, named after my pet turtle, who is a guest blogger frequently on the blog. Okay. And there I post all the updates about games and books and um, occasional forays into other stuff. Okay. So that's where you can find more information um, as always, uh, you know, when more stuff comes out, let me know. We'll bring you back on to talk about that stuff, especially when the book comes out, because I definitely want to read that, and that will be exciting for us to say, hey, you guys heard it from us first, and here's the book. So um, check out the game. It's really fun. Uh, you know, if you're looking for something that's quick and easy, and you don't need a GM, and you can play pretty much anywhere, uh, check out The Lone Wilderlands, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.